Hey guys, it's Kat. So before today's episode starts, I wanted to plug my Patreon. By contributing every month, you'll get access to exclusive episodes and creative content. The funding helps me afford new equipment and a better listening experience for you. The link to that Patreon is going to be www.patreon.com slash I'll leave that link in the description below, but if uninterested, enjoy today's episode. Bye. Test, test, one, two, three. Test, test, one, two, three. Hey guys, welcome to Brain Food. This is episode 16 of season two. Welcome back, everyone. I have so much to tell you guys, and I'm going to start it off with telling you about my week because personally, I think I've had maybe the worst week of my entire life. <laughs> like, and it's really put into perspective of what values I like, what I don't like out of life, what I do like, what I need to work on. And I feel like life has really been kicking my ass, but also humbling me in a way where I can learn from it right now. And that's the way I'm trying to look at it. That's the way that I like to look at most things. So I'm going to start off. I just made a coffee. It's seven o'clock at night. Shouldn't be drinking coffee, but I want to work on my art project tonight. So I'm going to film this, have a little night to myself, give myself a little date. I got a big day ahead of me tomorrow. And things are just, things are looking up after a bad week there's a calm after the storm right now so i'm gonna start off with my shitty week so let me just take a little sip of my coffee what i'm drinking right now is i don't even know i think it's the french dark roast starbucks (laughs) k-cup and then i have a vanilla nut pod guys nut pods are so good and i'm not even just saying that because like they're like a little trendy thing from whole foods like genuinely like 10 calories for a coffee creamer and it's as good as it is absolutely perfect so i'm gonna take a little sip okay so we're gonna start off with the beginning of the week so the beginning of my week last week started off pretty good you know i had a i had some midterms to get done i had a couple like i was just like my workload was heavy but it wasn't in a way where it was like undoable and i was staying up every night like it it was something that i could balance but it was still work which is never fun, but at least it gave me something to do. So I started off my week and I just was getting a bunch of work done. I had my midterm, which I was like not nervous for, but it was still a test. So nerves were there. Um, I ended up, and this is the, this is a good part of the story, even though I don't want to get off track. I ended up getting a hundred on that, on that midterm and it was 96 questions. I didn't get one wrong. So that was a good ending. Um, so basically I started off my week. Tyler was opening his new um, golf shop downtown. And that was something I was looking forward to. And I was great. We'll get to that later because that this is my village, my village and bro, my villain origin story. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, top five worst moments of my life. Um, OK, whatever. Uh, basically, I had I didn't even it didn't even get that bad until like almost the end of the week. But it was just one after the other. After the, Like, it was just so fucking bad, guys. So I started off my week. Pretty good, you know, getting the ball rolling, getting some work done, getting pretty, you know, consistent with the work. And I got it all done. It's all done as of right now. Um, Thursday hits and I have I get assigned this um, assignment for my photography class where I have to make a print and getting a print is always it's not annoying, but it's it's a process with my school. Like it's not something that you can just order online and then pick it like that's what you do. But like the process itself is very frustrating. Um especially with a stubborn like syllabus it is not that it's hard it's just tedious 
So Photoshop is not my forte. My mom's a graphic designer and she is very good at what she does. And she's very patient. She's one of the most patient people I know. But that day I was just not feeling it. And like it, it came down to like measurements. So I had gotten the assignment done and I sent it to my professor, asked him for some help or any thoughts that he had. He didn't like it and was very, very, very mean about it. And like I it kind of like hurt me a little bit, but like I didn't take it personally. But like like no matter what way you want to put it, like when someone's mean to you, it's always going to hurt you a little bit and hurt my feelings. So I redid the entire thing to show that I care because I do care. Um, sent it to him. He didn't really respond. And I was like getting, I Skyped my mom and we were on Photoshop and I just, I just, I don't know what it was. I think there was a combination that it was hot out. It was humid. It was raining. I just got back back from the gym. So my pre-workout is coursing through my veins. So I'm like itchy. I'm fidgety. I'm trying to get this Photoshop thing done, which needs like hyper fixation focus and I'm just not feeling it and I just burst into tears I'm on the phone with my mom and I just like turn I turn it off I turn like I turn the Skype off I'm like I gotta call you later I'm really sorry um so then I had to go to class that was like around two o'clock I get ready I go to class I take the train uptown um and it starts downpouring on my way on like while I'm in the train I like I it just apparently it just starts down torrential downpouring and the guy gets on the microphone on the train and he was like hey like we're having some weather issues so basically we're gonna need to run the train through these stops on the bridge because it's just it's dangerous I don't know that it, it didn't even make any sense like he was basically just saying like we need to run this train through all these stops because there's traffic with the train so we're just gonna take another route and we're just gonna keep going until we can get somewhere where we can stop the train and and I ended up getting stuck in Long Island City, which is like 10 stops away from where I needed to be. And like basically this class was it was like my illustration class, but we needed to meet at a museum and it was supposed to be at three o'clock. And I, I got already like I left. I was out of the I was out of the house at like two thirty and it was supposed to take like I think 10 minutes to get there. Um, it's 3.15 and the train is just has not moved. We're just stuck in the middle of this like station in Long Island City. Train's not moving. So I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. And it was just like, that is when it like kicked in. I was like, oh, like everything's going wrong. Everything's going like, and I'm not someone who has like panic attacks. Like I, you know, I, I have anxiety from, you know, like everybody else from the next person. Like it, it's like, I don't think I have, I think I have like anxiety disorder and I've been diagnosed with it, but like, I don't think I have like the kind of anxiety where like I have panic attacks, but I started having one. Like I've never like, I never really have those where I'm like, uh, like, like I'm like almost like crying. Like every emotion is just hitting me all at once. Like there's no, like I'm a very, very organized person and like everything was just not going in any organization organizational way at all and like it was I was just getting like so like fuck 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 like like that amount of like frustration and like anxiety and whatever um I end up getting off getting off one of the stops and just taking walking to another station and just taking the train to where I needed to be I think it was like 20 minutes late and um it was fine so I have a good time we're learning about like this illustration stuff and like it was it was fun it, it was fun um, so it was time to leave. So <laughs> it literally, and, and then like I was, I walked out and it was, it was like drizzling, but it wasn't like raining. So the train that I needed to take, like when I got off the stop that I needed to, it was 10 blocks away from where I live. But 
there was no other way for me to like I would have to walk like 12 blocks to go to the station that went right to my house so I was like you know what like I don't mind walking 10 blocks like it's raining and it's not it's not cold out so I'll be fine I get off the train and (laughs) I walk up the stairs like I can hear the rain from like I'm not even near the stairs yet like I'm not I and I hear it and it's like it's literally like a fucking monsoon and I'm like I don't have a fucking umbrella and my laptop is in my pocketbook right now like I'm fucked so I know it's 10 blocks away like 10 blocks doesn't sound like a lot but that's like a 10 minute walk and with the rain like and like it would be 15 minute ordeal and I and I'm going to be drenched by the end of it so whatever I I'm just running through the rain like I'm in my I'm in my my gym stuff and it starts to get fucking cold and ugh, like this day was just so bad guys like I I feel like I'm I'm going on and I'm going on but like this like it was so fucking bad um whatever I get home I'm drenched so I I'm gonna go and go take a shower um so I'm like you know what I want like a little post-workout meal like I haven't eaten since I worked out and I think the last time I ate was like two o'clock. And by that time it was like 5.45. So I'm like, you know what? You know, I'm going to have some oatmeal. Oatmeal is my favorite food. And to this day, even though what is about to happen, like it is still my favorite food. Um, so whatever. I I don't have a microwave in my dorm. And I don't want to have one on my floor. So every time I need to microwave something, I have to go to the first floor or I have to go to the floor below or above me. So I end up just going to the floor below me because I don't feel like going all the way downstairs just like it was the whole thing I was just like I need I just need to eat something and then I'm gonna do work um if you guys know how oatmeal how hot oatmeal has to get if you do it the way that I do like I just put the milk and the oatmeal and then I put it in the microwave for like three or four minutes if you know how hot that has to get before it starts to like cook it's boiling basically like you it needs to like come to a boiling point and it's usually still boiling by the time I take it out. So there's always like this salt in the back of my head because I have this, I have the same oatmeal every day. I have oatmeal, almond milk, a scoop of protein powder, frozen blueberries, banana, hemp seed, um, chia seed, cinnamon sugar. That's it. That's my favorite. Like if I could eat that every day, I would. And I do. And I was so excited and I pull it out and the, the bowl isn't hot, but I guess when I was walking to the elevator, I grabbed it in the way... I grabbed it like near the bottom where it was like scolding hot. I fucking drop it. So and like if you guys know when you drop a bowl and it falls flat on the ground, everything in the bowl goes flying straight up and it's going to hit whatever it's right in front of it. Guys, this is like the worst pain. Like it was just it just topped off my fucking day. It was some of the worst pain that I've ever been in my entire life because it stuck to me because oatmeal like if you like spill it on yourself, it sticks I currently have second degree burns all over my legs right now, like all over them, like visibly, like so bad, red, blistering, like they're all over my, my left leg and like partially like some on my right, but mostly my, my thigh, which is, oh guys. Anyway, that was just fucking Thursday and Friday. Like that was, that was like two days. So whatever. Tyler has his has his shop grand opening. I get there at 8 a.m. and wait with my friend to go and meet him. Like he we didn't we didn't know he was going to be there, but we like we kind of knew. Um, <laughs> so basically we're waiting in line. Store opens. Tyler shows up. Rain shows up. His mom, Jasper, everybody's there. Everyone who I could possibly imagine was there. We're waiting in line. So basically these people are going inside hugging Tyler. Tyler's letting take pictures, hug like that is so not Tyler like if you know what kind of person Tyler is, like, you're not even allowed to have your phone in the LA shop. Like, 
there you're not allowed to take pictures you're not allowed to take pictures with him like tyler hates it but he this was happening i literally waited in line for six hours six six hours and if you guys know me personally you know how much tyler means to me i've been listening to tyler since i was 13 years old i have a tattoo of the golf lift floor flower on my finger it was a stick and poke i gave myself when i was 14 not to say that tyler isn't my hero because i don't know that he isn't my hero but like he is a very important person in my life even though i don't know him but this was my opportunity where like i was going to meet him going to talk to him going to take a picture with him like my favorite artist um, we're next in line and all of a sudden we're walking through the door and all of a sudden the security guard takes like the little like pole tape out and he's like, wait, yo, like, wait a second. Tyler walks out and fucking gets in the car and leaves. I guys like even talking about this right now was like top 10 fucking if someone fucking closes the door and slams it again, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Not actually, but like this was like one of the worst moments of my life. Like I have waited since I was 13 for a moment like that to arise and it was about to happen. Like it was happening. I He was five feet away from me. Five. And he fucking left. And like not to like, not that I'm like mad at him or like, like mad that it happened because I know in my lifetime, like there's going to come a moment where I'm going to be able to sit down and talk to him. And not be friends with him, but be able to have a conversation with him and tell him that story. How much, like, I've been supporting him for a very long time. And, like, I know in the back of my mind that's going to happen. But that doesn't make that situation any less painful. Like, that was so fucking bad. So that was Saturday. So whatever. That happened. And the security guard, like, we was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. But, like, don't worry. He'll be there tomorrow. I wake up. Okay. Then I had a seven-hour fucking shift after that. And then my my boss let me go early. She's like, wake up early and go see him because he'll be there tomorrow. I wait in line. I get up at like 7 a.m. and I get there at like 9. And I wait in, in line for like three hours. He doesn't even fucking show up. He never showed up. So that was another fucking day wasted. But I made a new friend, which was nice. But it... And then Monday. This was yesterday. Sorry that I'm going on for so long. But like this, like, I don't think I've had a week like this or just anything like this happen to me ever. My life is not consistent, but like this is just like uh, like it. it bleh. Yesterday, um, I found out I got I got a hundred on my test, which was like great feeling. Like I think I was like one. There was like a couple of people who got everything right, but like getting getting everything right, like no faults, no anything, is like a such an empowering feeling, and that really was like giving me like a little sense of hope, like. And I was like, yes, oh my God, thank God, like something's good happening. Um, I'm going to take a little sip of my coffee, one second. Also, side side note, I hadn't been to the gym in days because my schedule has just been so packed, which is not a good thing for me because the gym, like I've said time and time again, like it is one of my most important vices in my life. Like it, it if I can advocate for this, Going to the gym and exercising is probably one of the best things for your mental health, including your diet. But, yo, these girls need to shut the fuck up. Yo, it's like every, like, every time I sit down and I just want to fucking film a podcast, like, girls are like, I'm just in a bad mood. That's my fault. But I am still mad about it because people need to shut the fuck up. 
like and stop slamming the fucking door. <laughs> my like New York, my New Yorker like comes out when I'm angry. I'm also like getting my period in a couple of days and the claws are fucking out. Anyway, fuck, what the fuck was I talking? Oh, um, no, I fucking forgot what I was talking about. Oh, I haven't been to the gym. If I can advocate. Okay, that's what I was saying. Um, I think exercising and, you know, staying consistent with an exercise or a gym and workout routine is probably one of the best things that you could do for your mental health. And at, at this moment when all this shit was happening, I just didn't have enough hours in the day to go and have a good workout. And that was something that really threw me off. And I'm honestly, not that I'm happy that it happened, but it gave me the opportunity to, to experience something out of my comfort zone and how I'm going to cope when I don't have my regular coping mechanisms. And I think I found something out about myself that I've never really figured out about myself is that um, I can be consistent without those things. You know, I can be consistent without a, a healthy diet and going to the gym and, you know, doing all this podcast stuff like I can as much as like shit was going wrong like I still found a way to have the same attitude without my regular coping mechanisms um and I found new ones through that which as much as this week fucking sucked I'm happy that it happened because it humbled me in a lot of ways and like let's say like I don't deserve it let's say let's play devil's advocate and say that maybe like maybe I did deserve this like at least I learned something from it you know and I learned about myself that like I can keep getting up after like I and it's like such a generic thing to be like, you know, what what makes or breaks like a good character or athlete or like a you know, successful person is how many times they get they get up after they get shoved down and, you know, keep getting like kicked um, while they're down. And like it's very true. Because as much as like I, I literally like not, you know, that I wanted to give up, like, not like I wanted to like kill myself, but like, I just wanted to be like, I could, and this is something that I probably have never talked about on here. Like, cause relapse is never in my vocabulary. Never. I never think about it. And if I do, I think of it as an intrusive thought and it comes as it comes, it, it leaves as much as it came, you know, like it's gone. And when this was going on, the thought entered my mind like I could really use a cigarette right now like or I can really use a drink and as much as I would never act on it I don't think a thought like that realistically has ever has entered yo <laughs> sorry people keep slamming their doors just fucking close the door like an ugh, ugh. I don't think the thought of relapse or I could really use a drink right now has entered my mind in a long time months I think you know, for the first six months I was sober, of course that always happened. And it's, you know, not to say that it hasn't, but not a thought as big as that. And, you know, that I actually kind of wanted to has entered my mind in a, in months. And it did last week. And, you know, not to say that I was going to do it, but it was an actual like option in my head for a couple of minutes. I was like, well, I'm 18 now. And I can go buy some cigarettes and a drink, you know, cause I, you know, I like, I, I wasn't actually going to do it, but it entered my mind and that scared the fucking shit out of me, you know? And I feel like that's something that I don't usually talk about because I, I feel like I, I talk about the fact that I'm just so far past the point of relapse that 
it's just not, you know, an option. And as much as that, like, it is an option, but I just choose not to do it. Um, it's just, it was, it surprised me really last week. And it taught me to just keep getting back up after you get pushed down because guys, if I fucking relapsed last week, I don't know what I'd fucking do. Truthfully. Like, I'm going to be honest. I really don't. I don't think that I ever would, but if I did, honestly, I don't know what I would do. I'd have to start all over again because mentally that would push me back to literally square one. Um, And I feel like that's something that I don't really discuss a lot is like temptation and wanting to just, you know, give, you know, put the fucking towel in and give up. And I really wanted to last week. And maybe that's not something I should share. And maybe that's something I shouldn't encourage or even talk about. But it's real and it's honest. And I haven't felt like that since summer of last year, probably. And I felt a little hint of it last week. And it scared me. And I'm not going to lie. It's, it, it's really scared me because, you know, not in my mind like that I was ever going to act on it. But like I haven't had a thought like that in a long time. And I feel like for anybody who's dealing with and you know not even when it comes to addiction just relapse if you if you're struggling with an eating disorder if you're struggling with just anything under the lines of or somewhere something you can relapse on or you know fall back on that you're trying to stray away from or you've been actively not doing and trying to avoid think about why you stopped that's the advice I could give. Think about how far you've come and think about why you stopped in the first place. Because as much as it's easy, and I was actually going to name this episode like something along the lines of like, it's a lot easier to do the wrong thing than it is to do the right thing. Because it in it's true. It, it is a very true statement because I feel like it is a really, really difficult to do the right thing. Because doing the doing the wrong thing is just so generic and so easy. I could... Like, let's say last week, another hit happened where I just, another thing happened where it was just awful and bad. And it, like, what if I was just like, you know what? Like, I give up. You know, what does that get me? What does, you know, relapse in whatever connotation you want to use that word? Where, yo, if someone closes the door, I'm like actually going to hit the pause button right now and yell at someone. <clears throat> anyway. What does the simple gratification of a cigarette or a drink, where where does that get me in five hours if I think about it? Really? Because like if you really sit there and think about it, if I went and got a drink or I went and smoked or I whatever I did, think about five five hours from that point. Think about how fucking distraught I would be. Because if I think, what I'm thinking in my head at least, is that when I think of relapse and I think I want to do something like that, I'm thinking about the good feeling that comes with relapse and the good feeling that comes with being drunk or or drinking or smoking weed. I think about the good feeling, but I feel like when people relapse, they never ever think about, you know, four to five hours in the future when they actually think about what they did or the realization of what they did and how fucking detrimental that, that is to their journey and their story it's fucking it's it's insane to really put into perspective because if I made that decision if I went 
through with whatever intrusive thought I had, even though realistically, I don't think I would. Let's say hypothetically, I, I did. Where in five hours, where would that leave me? And I know it would be nowhere good. It'd be nowhere near the answer good. It would either be, it, it could in any, I, I I can't even think of anything good that would come out of that. Like, I think I would either like, I don't, I can't even imagine what I would do. It would just, I just know it would be awful and horrible. And that's what I try to think of when I, when things like that come into my head, like what, like look where you are right now and then look where you were. Like, why did you stop doing what you were doing because of where you were? Because that's where you're going to end up if you make that decision. And it's, it's really hard to talk about because especially, and it's hard to word. That's what I'm trying to say. It's hard to word because for people that don't understand addiction or addictive behaviors, they, they, they just, they'll never be able to understand why people do the things that they do, the decisions that they make, the thoughts that enter their brain and why they go through with them. I don't think anybody who's been, who hasn't been through it will ever get it. And that's the hard thing that addicts or people who struggle with addictive behavior deal with is that they know their self. They know why they make the decisions that they make. And sometimes the reactions that they get from other people is actually what hurts them more. Because when you're in it, when you're deep into an addiction, on every level, I think you know what you're doing is wrong. And I think what makes you more upset, what makes you more mad and want to keep doing it is for the reaction of others. And that's that's gen- generally speaking And that was my experience and I've heard a lot of other people say that is just there's no way that you don't know what you're doing in some way is bad for you because you do. But you think there's no other way and nobody else can help me because nobody else is dealing with this. And I try to think back on like my past at least or or where, where I was at 15 through like 17 and like I think I was a very, very selfish person and I never thought twice about what other people, I don't know. Like, I don't, I I feel like I just never thought twice about what other people thought of me, but in the same way, like I cared so much. I think I cared more about if people thought of I was a good person. I don't even know how to like word this. Like, I feel like I sound like an idiot and (laughs) maybe I should have wrote down what I'm trying to say, but like, I feel like when it comes to like people with like addictive personalities and behaviors, like you care so much about what people think about you that you end up like destroying like your personality in the process. Like when I think about who I was at like 15 and like 14, 15, 16, like I had no idea what kind of person I was going to be by like for to where I am right now. Like, and if I'm going to be completely honest, like, I didn't think I was going to make it past, like, 17. And, like, that sounds so cheesy and, like, so emo. But, like, I never thought in the future. And I think that's what I'm trying to say here is, like, when you're about to make a decision, big or small, think always in the future. Like, where is this going to lead me in, like, 30 minutes from now? Even if it's, like, 30 to, like, the five-hour range, like, think about it in that way. Like, if I... Yeah, like this is literally whenever I make a decision. Like 
where is this going to lead me in this futuristic time? Like when I was having a rough week, I really just wanted to throw the towel in and like not even with drugs either. Like I could like there, like the thought entered my mind, like, why am I even vegan? Why? Like, and then you go down that rabbit hole of like, why do I do anything? Like, why does it even matter? I don't care. And then that, you know, gets into a scary territory of like, okay, well, why do I care about anything? Why don't I just give up and just do what I like? And it like when you start going through that, like, what if and why? Like, why does anything matter? Like, that is a really dangerous, dangerous mindset to have. Because then you just stop caring about everything and in the process you you stop caring about other people. And not that I was falling into that last week, but like I started thinking like, oh, why am I even vegan? Like why, like why do I, why don't I just go get a fucking bacon and egg and cheese right now? Like I don't even care. And that's, that was like the bad part of it. Like as much as everything, like the events that were happening sucked, like I also like was damaging my mindset at the same time. And as much as it sucked, as much as like these thoughts were entering my brain, like I kind of snapped myself out of it when, when it came to like, how would I explain how I'm feeling to my mom? You know, cause I tell everything to my mom and I don't want my mom ever to like, not for her to ever know that I'm not doing well cause I'm doing well, but I didn't want her to know that I was having a rough time. And not that that was my driving force to, you know, switch it up, but I wanted, I just wanted to sit down, relax. And I finally just sat down and I just fucking relaxed for a second, put on a movie that I enjoy and just did that for a couple hours. And then I went to the gym. I finally had time to go to the gym yesterday, even though it was like nine at night. I finally just had some time to go and I, like, I can't express enough how important it is to exercise. Like, even if you're going for a walk, like, move your body a little bit and it, it'll just automatically make your day just a little bit better. Like, I don't know. I just, like, I just have so much to say and I just, like, don't know how to say it, you know? Um, I'm going to take a quick break and I will be right back. Okay, and we're back. Um I quickly just took a little time to like decompress and write a list of what I think would help people because sometimes I feel like I just babble on and on and on about myself and I this podcast is about helping other people empower other people yo I'm so sorry for the door slams um so I just made like a little list of things and coping mechanisms that are healthy and going to help you through an overwhelming time a stressful time a dark time anything that you need to just create as a vice that's going to benefit you and your mental health, but also help build your mindset and your character. Um, number one, like I said, is probably exercise um, with your physical health. I think taking a walk, taking a jog. If you're not a runner, then start weightlifting. Weightlifting has changed the way I feel about my body. I don't think I've ever really had like a severe eating disorder or, you know, severe body dysmorphia, but I feel like I go through body dysmorphia as much as any other teenager does. And when I started to weight lift, feeling strong and feeling like powerful is a lot better than feeling skinny or feeling thinner. Because when you're thinner and when you're skinny, you are weak in a sense. You know, if, if, 
if you're doing cardio, then you probably have a great endurance and you're getting thinner. But when it comes to like feeling stronger, you know, your mindset becomes stronger in that, in that sense. You know, when I started lifting heavier, physically I looked stronger, mentally I was stronger and it it helped build my mindset and, you know, perseverance, if you want to call it that a lot, because it helped me become stronger in every aspect of the word. So that's number one. Um, Number two is probably reading books reading physical media or looking at physical media because I feel like this is so cheesy looking at something through your screen or looking at something through a computer or a tv is a lot less helpful than something that you can hold in your hand and look at that's been printed or whatever kind of medium it is go to a museum if you don't if you don't live near a museum go 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 take a like a little like hike in the woods and if you don't have that go and go to your local library and library cards are free so you don't have an excuse go to the library and pick up books that even if they're just pictures at first just look at them analyze them write about them pen to paper write about them try to spend as much like try to spend as much time off of your phone as you can because I feel like that was my downfall was re-downloading TikTok and re-downloading Snapchat and I'm like oh why am I unhappy again it's like because I'm comparing myself to people subconsciously through my phone being able to appreciate physical media like books art you know anything that you can hold in your hand and appreciate and analyze is something that's really really important to building your character and your mindset because it trains you to analyze things and be more analytical when it comes to just art in any shape or form or just reading or writing like it, it's just going to help you in the long run and that's coming from experience because from someone who grew up at a young age having all of those things and appreciating media and then being a teenager and being you know introduced to all of this social media all of this fucking crazy shit it erased what I had learned to appreciate as a kid and as an adult I'm learning to appreciate the things that I'd grown up with and trying to reverse or, you know, help or alleviate at least growing up in a social media world, it's helped me a lot more than it's hurt me because as much as social media hurt me, like I can always just turn off my phone. You know, you can't turn off a book. You can't turn off like a piece of artwork that you're looking at. You can turn off your phone. And if the thing that's hurting you, that it's as easy as just to turn it off, then turn it off. You know, um, you know what? After this, I'm going to delete TikTok and I'm going to delete Snapchat and I'm going to be done. Um, I just have it just to like see if I can make some new friends at school and that didn't work out so well. So uh, no. Um, you know, working is a great thing too. If you're young, you know, 14, 15 years old and I know people that age listen to my podcast, go and get a job. That is another really, really important thing when it comes to our generation and especially when it comes to mental health. Being able to sustain yourself at a young age and appreciate money and appreciate spending and being able to be analytical with your money and being smart about it is going to help you in the long run and help you appreciate things more than if somebody else is helping you out. And if you're a kid and you you sports, you have clubs and you don't have time, then that's unfortunate. But find a way to work, to build a work ethic, especially at a young age, because I know a lot of people, especially that I'm going to college with, that they've never had a job and they're the biggest assholes in the world. And the people who have no work ethic are the most ignorant people on planet Earth. So try not to be one of those people. Try to find a way to incorporate building work ethic in whatever 
endeavor that you're doing. If it's sports, then train more. Add an extra hour to your training a week. Um, if you're a student, add an extra hour to studying. Study, you know, just do stupid things like make study charts and make them pretty and find new ways to be able to understand and analyze things. Um, just building your work ethic is very, very important in an age of kids who don't appreciate anything because everything has been given to them and again that's generalizing but if I'm going to be completely honest I'm extremely scared for our generation because they have everything given to them they know and learn things too fast when it comes to like mature stuff because of social media and just learn to appreciate learning things in your own time and in your own way instead of just being forced fed down your throat through a phone or a screen. Um, again, work ethic is very important. Um, another one would be journaling and writing. Um, through writing, I didn't really write as a kid. I used to write a lot of poetry when I was a kid, but I never like would write like lengthy stuff that was on my mind and lengthy stuff and I started off with typing and then I did pen to paper pen like I've said physical media and physical things that you could do with your hands being hands-on work is very very important when it comes to anti-stress or anti-anxiety and just if you're overwhelmed just try to do something that's hands-on work and feel productive but I started writing and through that for the past year and a half um it's been on my floating around my mind that when I graduate college, I want to either go to grad school or take another two years and do English literature because that'll help with my screenwriting, my storytelling, and just visual storytelling altogether. Um, but yeah, writing is very, very important. Even if you fucking suck at it, just getting out what's in your mind, you're going to learn a lot. Um, and another one, I think, is just learning from past media. And not to say, like, let's go back to the 60s and learn everything from them. Like, no, no, no. Art-wise, I think learning about art, appreciating art, and learning just an artist process of doing things is something that a lot of people, unless you're an artist, don't really understand because they don't want to. Or they don't want to put the time into it because, you know, they don't uh, they don't obtain that talent. So why try to, you know, analyze and understand it? Um Involving art into your life, even if you're not an artist yourself, is very important because expression and and emotional maturity and just expression in general is something that especially our generation needs in general is just that understanding of like something that you don't obtain and like being still being able to appreciate it. And that com- that goes with like time too, like, you know, g- you know, enjoying, you know music from 100 200 years ago and learning you know the way that they used to do things go like even going to the natural history museum today like being able to appreciate things that were done thousands of years ago and like thinking about and trying to incorporate those same skill sets into my life knowledge is power and that's what i'm trying to say knowledge knowledge is the most important thing that any human being can obtain and any successful human any successful human being obtains is knowledge knowledge is power So those are just some things that I wanted to talk about and give you some advice on that that has helped me at least. And I think generally speaking, that will help a lot of people, if not all. Um, Thank you for listening to me babble about my awful week and some stuff that I 
needed to get off my chest and you know thank you for listening to some advice that I wanted to give because I feel like I haven't done that in a long time and that's what this show's all about so um I'm really tired but I'm gonna drink some more coffee I'm gonna work on my art project sorry that I feel a little sluggish today I've just probably a little exhausted from last week um but next week will be Thanksgiving or the couple days before Thanksgiving so I'll get an episode out then um I'll keep you guys updated if I'm gonna make a um an episode the week after that because I'm not really sure how that's gonna work with my break but thank you so much for listening again you can check out my website at www.catwasnessy.com everything you need to know about me is on that website including my podcast portfolio patreon don't forget to um check out my patreon if you want to contribute i it's in the intro so check that out if, if you're interested but i will see you guys next tuesday bye